Reading is taken from Acts chapter 3, verses 12 to 19. Peter speaks to the onlookers. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power and godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him. As you can all see. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is taken from Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 48. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do, you, why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Thanks be to God. The passages that um, were heard this morning from uh, the Acts of the Apostles and from uh, Luke's Gospel were um, sort of after the event. 
Um, both of them were after the event, um, the Acts of the Apostles, after um, the Apostles had healed the beggar, um, Peter began to address the crowd, and after, in the Acts of the Apostles, when, um, in, in, sorry, in Luke's Gospel, the, the journey, the, the walk to Emmaus, the, the reading was after that. And I want to, to share some, some thoughts about after the Easter period. We're still in the Easter period, but um, it's interesting, both those readings talked about repentance and sin. And even Charles Wesley's hymn talked about sin. And I know the answer to why Jesus died. I know the answer. He died for our sins. But I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't quite know what it means. He died for the sins of the world, and yet, 2,000 years on, we're still bombing places. There's still knife and gun crime in, in London. There's terrible atrocities happening throughout the world. And even in our churches, we, you know, we're covering things up, aren't we, that's happened for years and years and so I don't quite understand this concept that Jesus died for our sins I personally do lots of things that are wrong you know I make massive mistakes I you know we do don't we you know we do and yet Jesus died to take them away. Well, I wish you'd get on with it, you know. I mean, the thing is, in Mark's gospel, it doesn't say that. Nowhere in Mark's gospel does it say, Jesus died for our sins. The, the nearest it gets is chapter 10, verse 45, when Jesus said, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's the nearest it gets. And ransom isn't about sin. It's not an exchange for sin. It's an exchange for humanity. A ransom, I think the Greek word is lutron or something like that. And it actually means... Well, a few weeks ago, a French policeman offered his life as a ransom to the hostages. That is the meaning of that phrase. He gave his life as a ransom for other life. Now, of course, we've turned it into sin. Oh, well, it's a ransom for sin, isn't it? It doesn't have to be. It's a ransom for life, and God in Jesus wants us to have new life. 
So that's the first thing I want to say. I said I wanted to talk about the resurrection and me, and me whatever they are. Marigolds, thank you. I always think of washing up. <laughs> they're not them marigolds, they're plants. Me, me marigolds. Resurrection. Again, Mark's gospel doesn't have any appearance narratives. There's no appearance narratives in Mark's gospel. It ends as the women find the empty tomb. End of story. Well, that's not quite true. It does say that the women are so frightened that they don't tell anybody, but we won't go into that one. We won't go into that one. Matthew, Luke and John have added appearance stories. In all my life, I, I don't think I've heard, and I've probably never dared to preach on the struggles with resurrection. But now I'm retired, I can do what I want, can't I? You know, the car sack me. So what is this resurrection? What is it? There are many, many scholars, and when I say scholars, I mean scholars, you know, scholars, academic folk, who actually are not sure or, or even don't believe in, in the bodily resurrection. I always sit on the fence and I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if somebody said to me, well, what happened? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. We read that, you know, Jesus appeared to them through locked doors in the upper room. That's a bit ghostly, isn't it? Jesus showed Thomas the, the scars. That's a bit bodily. That's a bit human. Jesus appeared to them as, as, he, as, he walked, as, as they walked on the Emmaus Road, and that's a, bit, that's a bit spiritual because they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him until he broke the bread, you know. Well, what was all that about? And then he's, 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 he's meeting them by the, by, the, by the lake, eating fish with them. That's bodily, that's human, that's what we do. So I, I, I don't know the answer. And some scholars say, well, he, they could be parables. Am I allowed to say that? I've just said it. They could be thoughts that these apostles had. My mother-in-law says to Heather, I don't know where she is, oh, she's there. My mother-in-law says to Heather regularly, 
Oh, I fell asleep this afternoon. When I woke up, your dad was sitting in the chair next to me. He's been dead 17 years. So we know that that's not possible. However, however, for my mother-in-law, it, it happened. It was right. It was there. She saw him sitting there. I'm sure that many of us have, have accounted things like that in our lives. But what does it mean to us? What does it mean to us as individuals and as a, and as a congregation? What does resurrection mean? What does, mean? what does it mean to be people of the resurrection, Easter people? Over the last few weeks, and I, I have had permission to, to share these stories with you, these, these, these personalities, these fabulous people who have, who have died in our congregation. Michael Lang died some weeks ago. And I, I was privileged to sit with him in the home two or three days before he died. What a, a privilege that was. And sometimes when, you know, since then I come into church and I see him handing the books out. You know, I see him shaking people's hand. I mean, obviously he's not there, is he? You know, because he died. But he lives on in our lives. As I said, I've had permission to share this. Um, Jill Myers, again, what a privilege it was to sit at her bedside and hold her hand and be nosy because that's what I'm like. So I read the card that's next to her on a, on a bedside table and I can't remember the exact words, but it says something like, I know that with God's help, we can, do every, we can do anything together. Something like that. And we're going to share in her Thanksgiving memorial service on, on Tuesday morning. And I know that she'll be remembered sitting in that back corner on a Wednesday morning after coffee, chatting and laughing and sharing fun with us. And I hope it's okay to say this, but none of us will forget the way Phil and Jill used to walk down this center aisle to share in the bread and wine. And people say that to me. Oh, isn't it wonderful the way they walk there down? And, and we will remember that because we are witnesses, aren't we? You know, we are witnesses to these things. And that, to me, is resurrection. That, to me, is resurrection that people live on. Not necessarily their bodies, but they live on in our memories. They live on in our lives. Michael 
chill and fill. They have been inspirations to us. Jesus was an inspiration to his followers, to his disciples. The hard question is now, what are we going to do about it? You know, what are we going to do about it? We've got to continue to witness and be faithful and to share the love of God seen in Christ. And to me, that's what it's all about. And we continue our, our prayer lives. We continue our worshipping lives together. We continue our, our friendship and our fellowship and our pastoral care. And we try to do it a little bit better. You know, we're not perfect. But because of God in Jesus, because of Michael, because of Jill, we want to do it that bit better. We want to share with the, the people who we meet. That's not easy. I haven't got a notice sheet here, but is it is it something on the notice sheet about um, people at is it Tesco or Hannah and others from Waitrose became very friendly with Michael Lang. What a piece of evangelism that is. When people talk about evangelism, when people talk about the good news, that to me is what it's all about. And many of us don't go to school anymore. Many of us don't go to work anymore. Many of us don't do the thing. Some do, some do. But actually, most of us go shopping. Most of us get on a bus or a train. And we see people and we meet people. And it's how people recognize God in us. I love that story about Michael because when we were in Litchfield, across from the manse was a, was a garage. And I used to go in the garage for my paper every morning. And I got to know the, the women um, as I got my paper. And one Sunday morning, I, they used to have a 9 o'clock and a 10.30 at Litchfield, and 9 o'clock was hopeless. You know, you had to get up early and go across and get me paper. And I went in one morning, and oh, there was this, this woman, and she was pouring out her problems to these two women, you know. And I wanted me paper. I was important. You know, I couldn't wait for this plumbing woman to share how her husband battered her and all this sort of thing. And I went down to church and I, I told the church I'd just seen a modern day parable of the Good Samaritan. The two women in the 
garage, chatting and caring for this woman while a blooming Methodist minister was so impatient, all he wanted was his paper so he could get to church. What's all that about? And I went back and I told those women, I said, it's all, I, said it's, I hope it's okay, but you were in my sermon last Sunday. I knew what? I said, oh, you were in my sermon. They couldn't believe Well, you wouldn't, would you? And I shared with them that story of how they cared for that woman. We became good friends, actually. So it's, it's not about, we don't have to bang the Bible at people. We don't have to tell them have they been saved or ask them if they've met Jesus or whatever. We just have to be people of faith and people of love. And perhaps who we are and what we are and whatever we are. And in spite of us, may rub off on people in the world. Let's encourage each other to be people of the resurrection. Amen.